you are now entering the Podglomerate. Hello and welcome to Plus 7 Intelligence. This is a show about how games impact people. My name is Chess. This is what I like to call a bonus level, an extra episode outside of the weekly schedule. Today's story starts off with a spreadsheet, normally a dull and lifeless object, but after digging into it, what I found was a story of games, courage, and community. Bear with me as I read a few entries. Portal series. Single player. Pretty sure no butterflies. Correction. One butterfly, it's behind a big fat glass wall and very easily missed. Bloodborne. Beasts, spiders, skeletons, ghosts, gross things. Pretty sure this is safe. Can someone confirm? Race the sun. Arcade. Birds? Question mark. I haven't seen any butterflies. If there are any, they'd be extremely low poly. Outlast. Survival horror. Clean of butterflies, but filled with cannibals and murderers. After reading that, I had to investigate what inspired such a unique collection. I was lucky enough to get the complete story from a gamer named Maria. Maria, can you help me out with pronouncing lepidopterophobia? That was pretty close. It's lepidopterophobia. Lepidopterophobia. Mm Okay. Okay. So what is lepidopterophobia? Lepidopterophobia is pretty much the fear of moths and butterflies. And this is something that you have? Yeah. So can you tell me maybe how that started? Was there a point that that started in your life? When I was younger, I had no problem with moths or butterflies. I was, you know, the little kid that had like the butterfly shirts and stuff. But, um... When I was about eight years old, I had, like, I've had, like, two incidents that have sort of made me have this fear. The first one was when I was eight years old. Um, I had a hamster in my room, and then one day, being a stupid child, I left the window open and the light on and the door shut, and I, like, left for the whole day. And then when I went back in my room to go to bed, there was just moths everywhere. Like, there was just nastiness, like, in the hamster's food. There was moths on the walls. There was moths swarming around the ceiling light. It was just really horrible. And then I had to sleep in there with all those moths because we didn't really know what to do other than try to shoo some of them out the window and call it a day. So that was pretty horrible. And then I had another incident when I want to say I was about 12 years old, maybe. My little sister had a pet rabbit, and it was sort of my responsibility to take care of it because my little sister wasn't old enough to really take care of it. And I was going to go on vacation with my mom, and so I left my dad in charge of the rabbit. When we came back from vacation, my rabbit had got a cut on its chest, And its hutch was outside, so it was kind of, like, out in the elements. And it had gotten infected with, like, larva, I want to say. There was definitely, like, stuff going on in there that was, like, moving around. It was really gross. And there were, like, moths, like, burrowed down into its fur. And there were moths everywhere. And it was just, like, really horrible. And then my mother and I took the rabbit to the vet, like, almost immediately as soon as we got home and we saw this. And the vet had me try to clean out the cut underneath, like, warm water, and the rabbit died of shock in my hands. 
So it was really horrible (laughs) for like a small child. And um, I don't know why I really blamed moths because after doing some research on it and after like seeking help from other people, I've been told that really both of those incidents were caused by flies. But because there were moths present, that's really what had the impression on me. So it's been really difficult to get over my fear of moths and butterflies and it's still very prevalent but um yeah that's pretty much why i don't like them oh yeah i mean those sound like some pretty horrible experiences for you know someone who is young so how how soon after that did you um realize that you had a phobia or that you just started not reacting well to butterflies and moths being around? To be completely honest, I have no idea what the first time was that I felt uncomfortable around them. I know that after the first incident, I was always kind of like spooked when they were around, but it really heightened after the rabbit died. At first, it was just kind of a joke to everybody, and it still kind of is to anybody that I explain it to. Um... But I've had incidents where somebody just, like, captures a moth and then, like, releases it in my face because they think it's funny. And then I, like, have a panic attack and it's horrible. But, you know, they get joy out of it. So who cares, right? Wow. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely understand how, you know, this is something that most people are just not going to relate to. It must be difficult to, you know live with something that other people probably aren't ever going to completely understand. Yeah, it's, it's a little rare. Not very many people have it. A lot of people don't know that it exists. You know, it's something that people immediately like they hear you say it and they think that you're either being absolutely ridiculous or just like you can't handle anything. Hmm. So how, how does it affect your life? Um, I try not to let it affect me as much as possible. I mean, they're everywhere. You can't do anything about it. I have a hard time, like, coming home at night, you know, you have the porch light on and then there's moths everywhere, you know? It's kind of one of those things where, like, before I step onto the porch, I, like, have to take a deep breath. And then, like, when I'm going to go into the house, it's sort of just like a race to get into the house before any of them touch me. I have problems with like going out for walks in the woods because there's always butterflies fluttering around everywhere but you know it doesn't stop me from doing any of those things you know it doesn't stop me from playing the games I want to play it doesn't stop me from going out it just it's not as important it's just something that I have an issue with you know when I first heard about your story it had to obviously this is a gaming podcast so it had to do with gaming It didn't occur to me how if someone has a condition like this, how gaming could trigger it, especially something that, you know, is so innocuous and, uh, you know, so harmless to uh, most of the population. That kind of thing will show up in a ton of games. Do you remember the first time you encountered, you know, having an issue with, with seeing butterflies or moths in a game? Actually, yes. I'm a big Zelda fan. I have been since I was, since Ocarina of Time, I want to say. There's been 
several scenes in the Legend of Zelda series where there's just unnecessary butterflies everywhere. And I want to say it was when I was playing through Twilight Princess the first time when, like, there's the butterflies around the flowers and stuff like that. It really made me feel, like, uncomfortable. And I think that was, like, the first time that I actually felt anything towards them in a game. So the way that I found you, let's let's talk about that. You know, I ran across uh, a Reddit post and I was very confused because I saw someone posting and asking for people to basically list the games that didn't have any butterflies or moths in them. And, you know, originally I thought that was just kind of a ridiculous request. <laughs> like what what possible use could someone have for a list like that? Like, are they making a game about butterflies and they want to look at their competition? Um, but then, so, so tell me how, how that post came about. The post was made by my boyfriend, Eric. Um, he, he's always looking, he's like a fixer. He likes to try to come up with like new ideas and make things more streamlined. And he knows that when I'm playing games and there's just like a random pop-up butterfly, I usually am not super comfortable with it. Not by any means that it means that I don't play games with butterflies in them. Just that it's nice to have a warning, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Originally, he had been talking about it. He was like, I'm going to make a Reddit post and I'm going to get this list together of cool games that don't have butterflies in them so that we can play them and you won't like have your little meltdowns. And I was like, no, that's stupid. Don't bother anybody. And he was like, no, 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 I'm going to do it because like he, he assumed that nobody was going to respond to it. He posted it up there and like a lot of people have really like helped out in making that list and then like. I would say a small population of people have been just ridiculous and not very nice about it, but you know, it doesn't matter. Um, Mm. I think that the list itself is really cool and it really shows that some people actually care about other people. (laughs) So it's always nice to see that. Um, It's definitely going to be something that we use in the future to try out new games and you know, even the ones that say like, hey, there's butterflies in this game. It's definitely something that we could try now knowing that like that's going to be there. So it's a little easier to handle rather than just popping out of nowhere. A lot of the things with the butterflies in games, like some of them are just like, I can't handle it. And in other ways, I feel like it's helping me with my real life situation because Like, for example, games like Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley and even games that are just like regular fantasy games where there's butterflies everywhere and they don't serve any purpose. The more I play them, the more accustomed I get to having the butterflies on the screen and not being bothered by them. And I think that by playing those games and by experiencing the butterflies and moths or whatever are there and just knowing that they can't hurt me, knowing that they're not going to flutter at me or anything like that. It really helps me cope with those things in real life. That's great. And for most of us, games are, they are exactly how we escape our problems and, you know, our real life stresses and stuff. And I can't really imagine what gaming would be like if there was a chance that, something was going to pop up that was just going to totally stress me out. So I found it interesting that despite that, that chance that you would still want to game and that you, 
still put effort in into pushing through games, even though you might have problems with that. So for you, what kind of role do games play in your life? Like, what is it, what is it about games that, that they provide for you that you're looking for in a game that is important to you? Oh gosh. Um, I don't really know exactly. I mean, gaming has been a part of my life since before I can remember. And it's just, it's been a little bit of everything. It's been something to relax. It's been something to escape. It's also been something to learn new things and to try to deal with my fears and things of that nature. And it's it's been something to help me bring people together. It's been it's been really everything. My entire family has been really into gaming. My friends are really into gaming and it just sort of fills that space where you're kind of like what do we do now? And there's always something to do with games and it doesn't matter what kind of mood you're in. If you're in like a mood where you just want to get spooked and like play some amnesia and it's if you're in a mood where you just want to like sit by yourself and just like beat something just play a fighter you know and it's really helped me through a lot of things in my life including my phobia and i don't know it's just sort of my safe place i guess <laughs> what maria said at the end there about games is why I started this show. For many of us, video games are a major part of our lives. For better or worse, they are our safe place. Games are more than just games. Her experiences show the roles that games play in fostering community, building relationships, and facing obstacles within ourselves. It is an unconventional story, but I hope you found it as intriguing and heartwarming as I did. I'm curious what stories you listeners have of games making a difference in your life. You can send in your stories and questions, as well as find everything you want to know about the show by checking out plus7intelligence.com. Included in the show notes is a link to the Games Without Butterflies spreadsheet, as well as the original Reddit post where I first heard Maria's story. That wraps up this bonus intelligence boost. The next installment of Plus 7 Intelligence features Z Yang. He is a game designer who, along with his studio Serenity Forge, creates meaningful games. I'll talk to you then. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. Tonight on NBC. Will everyone in the cardiac surgical department please raise your hands? Thank you. You're all fired. Based on an inspiring true story. Any department who places billing above care, you will be terminated. One doctor will break every rule. Just tell me what you need, what your patients need. To inspire a revolution. Let's get into some trouble. Let's be doctors again. From the network that brings you This Is Us, New Amsterdam, tonight on NBC.